One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, home of the song story, in our case, three of them. We're the podcast that uses the power of music and memory to get our guests to open up about themselves and their lives. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Jared the Intern Gonzalez. Jared's a journalism major starting his senior year at Florida Gulf Coast University. He's part of Eagle Radio and has his own podcast on it called Razzle Dazzle. He graduated high school as a cadet major in the JROTC program and says he prides himself on being a geek, but he says do not call him a nerd because he takes offense to that. He is, of course, also an intern here at WGCU working with us on what his bio describes as, quote, the infamous podcast known as Three Song Stories. Sounds good to me. Part of his internship includes one day hosting an episode and being a guest on one. So here goes that. Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Atata, Firo, Pidgey, Seeking, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Point of Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree. And I wait until my... Thank you! Yeah! <laughs> it's the Pokey Rap. He's my destiny! Venoma, Poliwag, Ninorino, Golduck, Avisar, Grab... I know it. I know it. I think the podcast started like 34 seconds ago. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Hey there, Jared. How you doing? If I was doing any better, I'd have to hire somebody to help me enjoy it. How, how are long you? have you had that um, optimistic reply to that question? Oh, not that long. No? No. What instigated it? Well, uh, COVID, right? Uh, last, last year, yeah, I moved in. Like, I, I transferred here to the Florida Gulf Coast from Miami, and I was living with my grandparents or my step-grandparents who want to be technical about it. And um, my step-grandpa, my grandpa, he's a character. I get my sense of humor from him, right? So, you know, usually, like every day goes by and you know, we wake up asking, you know, good morning, how, how you doing? He'll say that sometimes. And I'm like, say that one more time. He'll say it. I like it. I'm going to use it, but only... If I feel like it, only if only if it's true. And uh, nowadays, right, uh, after people like start getting to know me and stuff, right, and when they ask me every day, how am I doing? That's what I say, right? That's because it's true for one thing. But like after a while, they get annoyed about it and they think it's just like some bit right. or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's not a bit. It's not, it's not just a recycled thing. Like my professor today, like – before I came here, I was in class. He he asked the class, how, how are you guys doing? I told him. And he's like, you got to get a new thing. Yeah, that, That's like recycled. I'm like, no, you don't tell me what I need to do. <laughs> what? No, so you asked me how I'm doing. If you were having a crappy day, you wouldn't say it. I wouldn't say it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's and how you for, know. For a little bit of context for our listeners, so ever since we've met Jared, we ask him, you know, hi, how are you doing today? You know, coming in as an intern. Mm-hmm. And he repeats that pretty much for us every single I think there was one day. time you didn't. Were you having a crappy day that day? Well, th- you also got to, like, ask the right thing. Mm. If you ask me how I am doing, mm-hmm. if I was doing any better, mm-hmm. right? If you ask me, hey, how are you? That's another thing. You know, I, we normally start with this show with, you know, 
what do I usually say? <laughs> hey there, Jared. Hey there, Jared. Sorry, I forgot. But I knew I had to say it that yeah. way so we could bring it up. Have yes. you gotten to, you know, by the way, Jared's our intern for yeah, Three Song Stories. I am Jared the intern. Jared the intern. Gonzalez, that's my full name. Have you gotten to the, the um, green? What's his first name? Oh, uh, Robert Green. Robert Green, the, the greeter up at the front um, thing. Have you got to his 70, episode 72, yet? I think. No, I have not gotten there. I'm like in early 80s. Okay. Um, have you met him? The guy that waves to people as you come onto campus? Have you yes, ever seen him? Yes. I, I remember in one of my classes, uh, there was like a whole, we had, we had like a whole uh, module, I guess you call it, about him and stuff. Yeah, he's, he seems like a really cool guy. He, he like consciously puts out positivity into the world and that's what you remind me of when oh, you yeah. do that. Oh yeah, good vibes all around, you know? Yes. How do you say your full name? <laughs> Jared Jael Gonzalez. Now my full first name is Jared Jael, right? And my last name is Gonzalez. I don't have a middle name. A lot of people think Jael is my middle name. And if you want to know where it's from, my mom tells me it's from the Bible. Okay. Which Bible? I don't know. Well, I tell you what. When you Google it, oh, that's not a common word. Like you, you were like the top four search results when I Google awesome. that word. And then there's like a guy named Jared Space JL uh-huh. who has a Pinterest page, uh-huh. um, and that's all I could find. It didn't pop up from biblical reference. I, Richard, try to find it in the Bible. I also, Richard's got three different Bibles. Yeah, back she's there. one of the. <laughs> she's a she's a woman in Judges. Sure. Okay. In, I, in the Bible, yeah. I've also heard. I had a substitute teacher in like, I don't know. Uh, what's before senior year? 11th grade? Junior, junior year. Yeah, yeah, 11th grade, junior year. That was like two, three years ago for you. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying for <laughs> high school. It's like two months ago for us. Time yeah, right? Is relative. <laughs> Time is relative. I'm, I'm, I'm joining, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to start my senior year of college. So that's like a little bit. That's true. That's you know? true. We're, we're, but yeah, I had a substitute teacher uh, for my uh, economy class, I think. Something like that. It starts with an E. And... She, she she was, like, doing attendance, and she was, like, calling out my name, and she stopped. And I'm like, all right, that that's me. Hi. Yeah, I'm the name you can't pronounce. She was very fascinated by my name. Hmm. So uh, we had our lunch break, right? We had lunchtime. And then when we come back, she pulls me aside, like, before I go into the classroom. She's like, so I looked up your uh, – the JL part of your name uh, while you were – you guys were at lunch. And it apparently means – Spirit of the Mountain Goat, huh. as in, like, being free and whatever. She was name-stalking you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, well, so it's was kind I, of fa- I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of flatter- uh, flattering. Um, so, water. Uh, drink your water. So, um, what was the musical background of growing up in Miami? Oh, man. For Miami itself is just a lot of reggaeton and stuff like that, right? But for me, if you want to ask where it, like, really started, like, hitting for me, like, me paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's probably when I'm, like, seven. But I remember my first memory of, um, like, listening to a song and me, like, jamming out to it, right? I was, like, four or five. I don't remember. And I was in the car outside, in a parking lot outside, like, some plaza in Miami with my dad and his friend, uh, Peter, like, his best friend, Peter. Um, and I was in the back seat and, like, the, the, the baby thing car seat did the car seat and uh the song gasolina came on and i love that song uh, i'm sure you do <laughs> it's not a song that uh, that it's a terrible. kid should be listening to but yankee <laughs> <laughs> but like i didn't understand my spanish was like very very my knowledge of spanish was like very small right it was not great 
Um, but I, I recognized the word gasolina. And just the way they said it in the song, I liked it. So that's like the only reason why I was like, yeah, I, I know this one word. I like it. Yeah. You hung your hook on it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is something that will be played in a club or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not great Bunch for a four, kid. Four year olds dancing. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Like, I'm there, I'm in that parking lot right now. Richard is twerking in here. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> he is in my mind. <laughs> um, so, what were your parents listening to? That? Uh, I mean, no, they must no, have been. No. Well, but I mean, if you were in a car and that played, they must have had I think at least it was that on, on the radio. Right. But they didn't turn it. So, they were listening to the channel that played that. But, well, uh, but like, yeah, my pay, dad, paint the picture of your, okay. your parental influences. My dad, my biological dad, he, he's into like Daddy Yankee and Tupac and stuff. Tupac and stuff like that, right? Uh, so that's who I was with. I wasn't with my mom. I was just with my dad and his friend at the time. Um, my mom, however, she's not... She's not, like, overly enthusiastic about music, I guess. Like, she, of course, she listens to music, right? She's not a weirdo. But uh, I love my mom. Uh, thereby those who don't listen to music are weirdos. Are weirdos. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she, she Transitive loves property. Yeah. She loves Def Leppard. Like she, she loves rock, rock music and stuff. Like that's where, that's what like she, she grew up on in Honduras somehow, uh, which, which is great. My stepdad, however, this is how I got into like, this is with my stepdad. He's what really set me on the path to the knowledge of and love of music I have right now, right? It's all thanks to him. My stepdad, he, he's from the, uh, Michigan, right, Ann Arbor, and he will listen to uh, old school classic hip-hop and, and uh, R&B and stuff like that, right? Like uh, Public Enemy, um, Run DMC, you know. That that crowd, and of course, every now and then, like on, on his oh, Grandmaster Flash was a big one, um, and every now and then, like through his uh, playlist, you know, we get uh, Stevie Wonder, we get Bob Marley here and there, you know, stuff like that. So, got some soul, got some reggae, got some funk, right? Parliament, oh, love Parliament. So, that's the type of stuff I was surrounded by uh, growing up. And my stepdad's an audio engineer. He he's worked with big names. Uh, like Gloria Stefan, Shakira, Pitbull, those people. He's worked with them. Hmm. So I would say he's pretty musically inclined. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he would take his time to like just sit with me and, and like play something for me to listen to it. Like mindfully. Like let's listen yeah. to this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not all the time will like I understand whatever the song is. Like um, uh, there's this – I don't know who it is, but it might be Run DMC. Uh, but there's like a verse in it, in a song that's like, Overseer, 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 Officer. That song, like that's the only part I remember about the song, but that song was talking about like how, uh, I think something uh, to do with oppression. That's a Song of the Police by KRS-One. There it is. Yeah. Is it? Wow. I think yeah. so. So that, that's the type of stuff that he would like really – try to open my eyes to like music is a way to really express yourself 
express a meaning like sh- like t- like you can get a message across with music and he wanted me to like really understand and look for messages of whatever songs I'm listening to. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so in terms of expressing yourself with music, do you play any musical instruments? Oh yeah. What do you play? I play Do I know this? I don't know if I know this. I know this. <laughs> Have we talked about this? I don't know if you know this fully, Richard, but um I play the alto saxophone, mm-hmm. and I play a soprano and alto ocarina. Yeah, you mentioned I playing have, the ocarina. Yeah, I don't. Course. I don't think we did it on the show. I think it was when What's we were. What's the ocarina? See, I guess I didn't know this because I would have asked that question already once in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, Richard, nerd instrument. <laughs> yeah, Richard and I love Zelda, so it's the ocarina is an ancient type of flute, right? Like putting it simply, but it's I would say is made popular thanks to the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. And when he says yeah. ancient, like you, you would carve it out of a gourd, mm-hmm. like right, that kind right, of ancient. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from Italy, from Italy. Mm-hmm. I um, think you just uh, mentioned nerd. In yes. Your bio, you say don't call you a nerd. Don't call me a nerd. Why? I take offense to it because I'm not a nerd. I, I am a geek. All right, and I take pride in it. I see a geek and a nerd as two different things. For me, a geek is a person who has uh, multiple fingers in multiple pies, who knows who a lot about a lot of different things, right? A nerd, in my view, is someone who is gung-ho about a certain subject. Hmm. We have different definitions. Yeah, 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 <laughs> which is fine. It's fine, but, yeah, like, yeah, I prefer yeah. to be called a geek. It's just interesting for me because when I grew up in the 80s, like, nerd was a moniker. Geek and nerd were monikers you did mm-hmm. not want. Mm-hmm. Um, but then over time, the geeks and the nerds kind of rose up. Oh, and yeah. And then suddenly, like, all the people who were like, screw you, nerd, were, like, doing nerd stuff. You know Remember, what I mean? Have you ever seen the movie <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yes. I've heard of yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have seen that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Clap um, your hands, everybody. Do you have everybody any? Uh, uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? Uh, half brother. Half brother. He's his name is Ian. He, he's in Michigan. Um, or half brother, excuse me, step brother. Step brother. Uh, yeah, great movie by the way. Uh, yeah, he's my step brother. <laughs> he lives in Michigan. He's uh, older, or younger, older. Did he influence influence you at all musically? Mm, I wouldn't say so because like he's my step. That son, so that's kind of like, kind of like the same vibe going on for them. Gotcha. You know, um, do you buy music? Oh yeah. When was the first time you bought music? What the was the first, first music you owned? Time. Was it was it analog? Like, did it ha- could you hold it in your hands? Mm, the <laughs> first time. First time in forever. <laughs> um, I don't know why I went to Frozen. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, it might have been a CD. Of what? You know what? I remember I remember my childhood, like in the apartment my mom and I used to live in, like we would have I know my mom got like a, a CD of Kids Bop or something one year, or probably got it through a happy meal because I know they did that uh one year. Um first the first Hard question. Latest. Easy question. Okay. Well, the latest. I'll, I'll show you. Well, I won't show you the exact thing, but I got the receipt. <laughs> I have proof. I do not need a receipt for this donut. Thank you. We do not need to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> yeah, into this transaction. Yeah. So, are you guys, I'm pretty sure you're aware of uh, Joe's record. 
Absolutely. Downtown? Downtown. Downtown. Great freaking place. Um, uh, like a week or two ago, right? It was, uh, it was a Wednesday morning, and I was getting ready to come here uh, for you know, to start working. And my roommate was like, yo, you like records? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells me about this place, and I'm like, bet. I have my grandparents' car um, for the week, so I'm like, all right, after the internship, after here, I'm going straight to Joe's, and I did. Was it your first trip there? First trip there. That's cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and right before, like, I came, like, after he told me about it, I called and asked them if they have any Temptations records. They said they had one. Sky's the Limit. Great album. And I'm like, please hold that for me, sir. And they're like, all right, see you later today. All right. So I went there, and they tell me, you know, we also got, like, a bunch of 45s and stuff. And I'm like... Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. So I got I got Sky's the Limit uh, that day and and on Friday, uh, the Friday, uh, the same Friday, my roommate was like, "Hey, I'm going to Joe's again because I got to pick some stuff up for my friend. You want to come with?" Yeah, of course. So we went, and I found uh, an original print, 1966 Tamala Records, Smoking the Miracles album, which is it's written right here. Away we go-go. Away we are go-go. And I found uh, Grover Washington Jr.'s uh, Mr. Magic, at, like in the, in the discount section, which is great. It's my favorite album of him, right? And, you know, he's a saxophonist. That's like, I connect, right? And I just decided, you know what? I might as well clean them out on their temptation things. So I did. So I, t- I, I took all the rest of their... Uh, 45s, and it's great. I you have a it. nice record re- record player? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I got it for Christmas, and it is nice. Do you have, the like, record? nice speakers and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so you don't have Klipsch. just, like, a little flip-open, like, no, no, thing. No, no, like, no, no, yeah. no, I got a Klipsch speakers, right? Like, the, the way I set it up in my, my dorm right now, it's, like, awesome. Like, it's, there's the desk, and then there's the window right behind it. I got the record player right in the middle, and I got the... Uh, Speakers right beside it, like pointing me. It's it's a great setup. My my stepdad uh, got that for me for Christmas, and it's one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Cool. First song time. All right. <clears throat> uh, I think I want to listen to it first. I want to get in. I want to get. I want to be there. And this is uh, set it up for us. Tell us who it is. This is Fula. Uh, it is a reggae rock band that my stepdad was uh, engineering producing. Um, I guess you can call it indie. I don't know. Uh, I'll tell the rest of it after this song. Okay, it's called Too Close to Leave. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. So you're clearly a singer. <laughs> all right, let me tell you something. Oh, I'm a singer, all right. Well, I, mean, I sing uh, baritone. It, it, I sing so bad that people can hardly bear the tone. <sighs> I got that from my grandma. You like that? You were warming us up with Richard. Okay. Well, real fast. Because that was a pretty good dad joke. <laughs> real, real fast. That, that is a Statler and Waldorf tier, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, yeah. I wish he'd sing a solo. <laughs> solo, we can barely hear him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. My dad joke is how do you know when a joke becomes a dad joke? How? When the punchline becomes apparent. Hey yo! Hey yo! Ba-da-sh. There's gonna be a room ah, shot waka waka. 
That was a Muppet reference. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Muppets in there oh, I love in the, the last Muppets. 30 seconds. Um, I love the Muppets. Uh, the, Muppet, the Muppets is actually... You're pointing at me like you got something. I do. <laughs> You're like, the Muppets. Listen, the Muppets, <laughs> along with this band, or along with the saxophonist specifically, is how I got into playing saxophone. It all comes together. You got to oh, connect yeah. those dots. Death I will. This episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just continue on. Okay, all right. I thought you were going to ask me something. That's no, why. I sh- I can't ask you a question better than that. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. So, where I was just now, right? I was at my stepdad's apartment, our apartment in Miami, Florida, of course. And I was underneath my little nook of that's, you know, underneath my bunk bed. He's out of bunk bed. And it's my, my room is in the living room, right? It's a one-bedroom apartment, so I was in a living room in the corner of, of, of the place. I was there in my chair playing, probably playing a video game. I don't know, doing something. And to the left of me, or I'm sorry, to the right of me, in front of me kind of, where the uh, entertainment center is in the living room, I see Frank, the guitarist and lead singer of Fula, Pauly, the drummer. In the house. In the house. Okay. And to the left of me, I see a mic stand, my stepdad with like his setup, uh, speakers and things and computers or whatever sitting down facing the computer in the corner there's a mic stand behind him and behind that is Brandon I believe his last name is De Jesus the saxophone player alright we all got to be you know pretty good friends you know like they were cool with me I was cool with them especially Brandon right I'll tell you what I was playing uh like I was on my iPad, and there's like there's this uh, Muppet game where uh, you like pull for random Muppets and you put put them on like a stage or whatever, and they sing. The more Muppets you have, the more they add to the song. And I rep- and I remember playing like a certain stage that had Zoot, the saxophone player of the Electric Mayhem. I look at Zoot, I look at Brandon, and I'm like. Kind of looked the same. <laughs> like they had the same haircut and everything, right? They kind of they they have the same vibe going for them. They both play the saxophone, and this is this is at the Was moment. Brandon always wearing shades. Not always, no. <laughs> but like it's mainly the hair, right? The hair and the sax, uh, and the kind of vibe they gave off. And this was at the at the moment in time where I'm starting to get into the Muppets. Like I was introduced to them. This is probably like 2013, 14, or something. I don't know. Like the first. Uh, Muppet movie, the, uh, or the, the reboot of the Muppet movie. I don't right. know. Right. Am that I a man out. or am I a Muppet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was like coming out or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> am I a man or am I a Muppet? I love that, too. It's a great bit. Yeah, if super, I'm a man, super, I'm a Muppet. Super baritone a man. there, by the way. <laughs> totally, totally a baritone. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is this is like around that time. And I'm like, and I think to myself, you know what? I'm digging it. I'm digging what this, I'm picking up what the saxophone's putting down. So after they, like, finished, because we had to be quiet because, you know, he was recording uh, this song, I, I, if I remember correctly, the saxophone, him playing the saxophone this song is beautiful. It's outstanding. Uh, this, this is what, like, really got me to be like, you know what? Like, I walked up to him, and I'm like, I want to play the sax. They all turned to me, Huh? 
What'd you say? I want to play the sax. Okay. Well, Brandon says, all right, well, how about next week, uh, you guys come over to my place and we'll give you your first lesson. I'm like, bet. All right. You know? Um, so, so yeah. I, I also remember like this. I, I remember helping them. Did like you tell a, them about the Muppet connection? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, like, <laughs> I, 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 of course, told them like, I, like I, at one point I was like, Brandon, you know who you remind me of who? Zoot. Zoot, like the hair, the, like the vibe, the, everything. Remind, you look like a Muppet. Everybody else laughed, of course, because, I, you know, it's kind of funny. You were young enough that you'd get away with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I was like 13, 14. Right. You know, so, yeah, I, just young enough, right? You don't tell a grown man that you don't know he looks like a Muppet, though, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, like, we, this, was a, this was at a point where we did know each other uh, enough, right? That's a clip. And I... And I <laughs> <laughs> And I remember, like, I was, like, a groupie for them, of course, because, like, like at first I didn't like their music. Like, this is this is still me opening my eyes to music, right, as a, as a, as a whole. And this is, this is also in part of my stepdad helping me with that, opening my eyes, expanding my horizons to, you know, what to listen to. At first I didn't like them, but then, like, I kept hearing it because, of course – he, uh, my stepdad's a keeper playing the song over and over and over again to like fix it, to mix it, to, you know, whatever. So then I'm like, I found the groove. Like, I, there it is. You know, I see it. I can see the vibe, if that makes sense, right? And I remember like going, helping them into like one of their live shows or whatever, like setting up and like this, that, and the other thing. Brandon, this guy, this son of a gun, he would have two saxophones with them. Uh, like, he did it, he did it in, in the recording of that video, of that music video. And just, like, in live shows, he would have two different types of saxophones. Uh, uh, an alto, and I'm pretty sure a baritone or a tenor, I don't know. Um, and he would play both of them. Not at the same time, that's the one other thing, but, like, in the same song, the same set. It'd be something if he could play both of them. It would time. be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he tried once, like, as a joke. But... Like, on the same set, he'll go from one saxophone, <laughs> right? And then the next verse hits, he switches, and then plays the, ne- and the other. And I'm like, huh? That's crazy. Because, yeah, like, reed instruments are something, right? Um, do you still play? Oh, man. I want to. But the reason why I stopped playing, how about this? I, my mom wanted me to join the school band. The high school like band or whatever, like band class or whatever. And so I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I signed up for uh, – Were you already able to play well by then? Oh, yeah. Okay. See, the the whole like – oh, this is, this is getting into it. I, I signed up for band. I got accepted for like a beginning band class or whatever. And my mom was very happy about it. So, okay, great. Went through there for like the first nine weeks or, you know, like first quarter – of the school year or whatever. And it was killing me. Like having to sit there and <laughs> see my teacher, I'm not going to mention her name. I don't like her. I don't like the way she teaches music because for me, when I was learning how to play the saxophone, when I was learning how to play music with Brandon, um, he was teaching me not by, of course I got to learn a scale, right? You just to like be familiar with the notes. 
But he wasn't telling me, hey, play freaking Bach with your sax, or I don't know, like any classical music with, or, you, know, what, you know what I mean. High school band music. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't, t- he wasn't like forcing me to do just that or whatever, right? He was letting me be free and express myself through the saxophone. This is a channel. This is my channel of expressing how I'm truly feeling at a certain time or when I'm playing this, right? That's how he taught me. This is how I began to be like, oh, this is how you play music. When I got to band class, completely different. Complete 180 miss... Mm, I almost said her name. My band teacher was like, you can't play anything else but the piece you're supposed to be playing for the next concert. And I'm like, I can understand, uh, you know, doing it during class time to like, you know, of course practice because that's what you got to do, right? But like only that? We can't just have like a break and just play whatever we want? No, you must always play this. You can't play anything else. If you're not playing this, you can't play saxophone. You can't play your instrument. And I'm like, what kind of bullshit is this? I was taught differently at first. I was taught to be expressive, to show, to put myself into my music that I'm playing. But ever since that teacher, I quit. You Dude. quit mid, midway through the semester? Oh, yeah. Did you pull a Lisa Simpson and just get up and... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wish I did. Uh, yeah, this is this is something that like um, I think a lot of musicians struggle with if, when they get into industry as well, right? Like people who they really love a specific instrument or a type of music and they play it like in childhood yeah. and then they go to college for it and they really dedicate themselves to it because they love it. But sometimes you get into industry, and I'm not saying you're, you know, you were in industry, but right, like, right. It, you get into a class, right? You get into something that has well, a structure, right? Where somebody's that's that's their mind is I've got to train you to be this way, and then they find out like, oh, I'm going to be showing up for these sessions and playing this thing, and then I got to leave. They become like you become like a mercenary mm-hmm. when you want it to be an artist. Mm-hmm. So if you don't. I, I think what you're getting at is that you don't currently play the saxophone, and if so, how do you express yourself in that way? I want to, like, pick it back up. But it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. Like, ever since that class, that teacher ruined playing the saxophone for me, hmm. right? But lately, I've been listening to more – well, I saw the movie Soul for one thing. Great movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think that really, like, kind of – kickstarted me feeling like yeah yeah you know do you have a sax you oh, could yeah. be playing i still have my same sax that i had is it in your dorm room uh no but it's in uh my grandparents place in cape coral okay i had it in my dorm room uh before the summer semester um yeah i still have it right um soul where was it going yeah soul that kind of kickstarted me being like yeah i kind of want to i want to pick it up again right but it's this is this thing where like i'm super rusty right and I guess it's just a whole embarrassment type of thing. Yeah. That it's like going back to the gym after you haven't for a while. You're exactly. Like, oh, but then as you know as soon as you pick it up and spend three days on it, you're gonna yeah. be like, woo. Yeah, but and I just <laughs> it's hard to find a space here on campus. Like I can't use a music uh, building because yeah. you have to have a music major yeah. to even set foot in there. And I'm like, great. And you okay. can't practice the sax quietly. Exactly, like, like you can't. It's a woodwind. If you're rusty on guitar, you can kind of play to yourself. You know, mm-hmm. FGCU's <laughs> director of jazz studies, Brandon Robertson, Robbins Robertson, Robertson. Is, um, has been on this podcast. He's a friend of the show. We oh, might really? be able to put a good word in for you. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I can play on, on uh, a show eventually then. 
If that's uh, the case. Uh, possibly. Um, and we'll save the ocarina for my second song. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, real quick, if you could learn another instrument besides the two you play now, mm-hmm. which would you choose? Bass. Bass. Uh, electric or stand-up? Uh, I don't think I know the difference. Well, one is like, I'm playing a four or five string bass, and the other is like, I'm playing this big oh, thing oh, that I, you know, looks yeah. like a fiddle that Electric. got huge. Electric, then. <laughs> um, and there's a reason for that, too. It's like a fiddle that got huge. I love it. And there's a reason why, too. Um, I was at a cruise, 2014, 2015. I was at a cruise for the summer, and they, they had, like, a live band, right? And I started, and... I, Every night, I would go down to, like, the main lobby or whatever they're playing and, like, listen and jam out. I would actually dance. I'm not a, I'm not a big dancer, but I'll, like, go out and dance and, like, you know, have a great time, you know? And I started, like, talking to the group. You know, there was a guitarist, two singers, drummer, and a, a bass player. And, um, you know, I started, started talking to them, starting, you know, uh, getting close. And then um, one night, I was just sitting down listening. He's out, like, I'm kind of tired from dancing the night away. This old uh, British dude leans over. He he notices me listening. And he saw me, like, throughout the night, you know, having a good time, enjoying the music and stuff like that, right? And he, and he leans over and he says, can you tell me what is the most, like, important or vital part of this group here? And me being a dumb kid, still a dumb kid, uh, the guitarist? He's like, nah, it's the bass because that's like, like that's like the spine. That's like the backbone. And then, and then ever since then, I, I was like, oh, this guy's old and he's British. He's smart. He must know what he's talking about. <laughs> so I started really listening or paying attention, L- tuning in to the bass. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's something I kind of that's that's kind of like the reason why I want to pick that up. Um, when you're in a car and mm-hmm. you have control over the music, do you ever choose FM radio? No. Well, that's not true. No. That's not entirely true. <laughs> that's not entirely true. Um, when I – if I'm the one driving, I'm the one who controls the music, right? Uh, I, normally, I will just put it in my phone, my Spotify, hit shuffle. Okay, great. But when I'm with my uh, grandpa, uh, my step-grandpa, or no, no, just, just my grandparents in general, my, my grandparents from my dad's side and my grandparents from my stepdad's side, whenever we're in the car together – We'll put on the oldies uh, radio, you know, like for here, for my step-grandpa. Like it's Prince a, and Madonna. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, 95.3 OLZ. Like that's what my stepdad and my step-grandpa and I will listen to. And uh, with, with my grandparents from my dad's side, yeah, like 60s on 6 or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. I guess that counts. Um, what is the first video game that you remember like really identifying oh, with? God. <sighs> okay. My first video game console was the GameCube, but it was a special edition GameCube uh, for Pokemon X E Gale of Darkness. It had it was like a it's a great ga- uh, GameCube, and like the circle on on the top of it where it's supposed to say GameCube, it had the Pokemon X D logo on it. I still have it, of course, still taken care of. Um, and I and I would assume with that buying that console it came with that game, right? I remember playing it as a kid too, but then like I lost it throughout the years. But I got it again. But the first game I really remember playing was either I don't remember when, which came first, but it was either uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat 
with like the bongos and that you play with the bongos, you got to clap. Oh yeah, okay. I have to explain this to my yeah. So so this is a game where you're, I'm like glassing. You're, yeah, I know. You're, <laughs> <laughs> Glossed. So your your character moves mm-hmm. and then does different things like jump or whatever. Okay, donkey Kong. Based on um, instead of a controller. You have an actual like a little mini Bongo pair set. of of bongos. Oh, and right. So, like, and okay. So like when you hit them in in tandem, it makes him go, and then like yeah. you hit them together, and he jumps. So, so much fun. when I was a kid, I'd go to the gold mine at the arcade <laughs> in the mall, and there was the the summer games game, and to run fast, you had to hit the buttons like this as fast. I as remember you could. I had the <laughs> NES summer games, the little plastic pad. This was home. this was. Yeah. Well, the, I have that was, too. I had yeah. to pay a quarter. I have that too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and also real quick, I don't mean to derail your story, yeah. but um, when I was real young, like third or fourth grade, is when Donkey Kong came out, and mm-hmm. that's when my parents were bowlers, and we would go to Gator Yo. Lanes, and it was like we would they would give us you know three dollars for the quarters, and I would go in there and play like that's Donkey amazing. Kong, yeah, like yeah. the new right, thing okay. that came out. Yeah. Re- real fast, Jared. Yeah, I, ha- I have a sound for you, and for everybody else who knows what a GameCube is. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay, yep. so so Donkey Kong, what was the other one? Uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat oh. and Mario Kart Double Dash. My okay. favorite Mario Kart game, and I think it's the best Mario Kart game of all time. I remember playing that game fondly. Okay. So, yeah. Um, do you have any musical attachment to any songs from video games? <laughs> How much time we got? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't, like, first of all, Zelda. I, s- segue, right? This can be a great segue to our second song. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. When I say seg, you say way. Seg, way. Um, of course. <laughs> Tara. Just don't drive it off a cliff. Um, of course, Zelda, right? <laughs> but. Oh my gosh. <sighs> <sighs> I wish you guys could see the face Mike made after he told that joke. He looked at me through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know it's a good one when everybody, like, quiet laughs, right? Okay. Legend of Zelda is, of course, the number one thing when it comes to music. Koji Kondo, mm-hmm. amazing composer. Mm-hmm. But as, uh, as the years went on, played more games, were exposed to more games. There's your Final Fantasies, your Secret of Manas, your, your Banjo-Kazooie, Grand Kirkhope. Oh, he's up there with Con- uh, Koji Kondo for me, you know? Of course, Mario, Sonic music is amazing, you know, Pokemon, oh, I can't get enough, the list goes on and on. The ambient kind of feel, kind of vibe for Metroid, right, oh, Star Fox with the the on-rails, like, action thing, you know, do a barrel, it's great. Do a barrel roll. (laughs) Um, Well, let's start with your second song here, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, do I want to listen to this first? Let's listen to it first, Let let me get in there. Okay, this is uh, Zelda's Lullaby from uh, how do you, what is it? The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yes, yeah, I said it right. Yes. I remember uh, getting ready for for middle school, high school, and it was like early morning, five thirty, six a.m. Because I'm waiting for the bus, and uh, like I'm like I'm ready. Like, the entire house is dark. I'm ready to, like, leave. And I'm just sitting on the couch in the living room just, you know, waiting for the time to go to the uh, bus stop. And I'm watching videos, YouTube videos, and there's this – one of my uh, favorite YouTubers at the time. His name is uh, Nate Wants to Battle. <clears throat> and he started this Let's Play on 
Hyrule Warriors. It's a Legend of Zelda spinoff game. So I'm like, huh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it because, you know, it's a YouTuber I like. This is, this is pre-Zelda for me, right? This is pre-a lot of things for me. Uh, not Pokemon, though. Um, so I started watching it, and I'm like, yeah, like, I see all these characters. Okay, Zelda, like, I know of Zelda. Like, I know she's the princess, not the guy in green. <sighs> and, like, and then there's, like, these other characters that I'm like, huh, they seem pretty cool. Hyrule Warriors is uh, it's a game that is a spinoff game that it includes multiple different characters from uh, different Zelda games into one, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason. So I see I see characters from Ocarina of Time. I see characters from Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, I want to know these characters more. You know, like I want to know what's going on, basically. For context, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are going to be lost on this, um, people are familiar with Mario Brothers as an idea. Mm-hmm. If, imagine if the first time you saw a Mario thing, it was because you were playing like a fighter jet game and all of <laughs> yeah. the all the pilots were Mario characters. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I want to know more about these, but but this is not that's not a Mario game, right? So Hyrule Warriors is not a Zelda game, not necessarily like any of the other games. Yeah. It's a totally different kind of thing. Yeah, it's a hack and sl- it's a Dynasty Warriors game basically with Zelda paint covered on covered over it. It's it's a hack and slash, you know, whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm interested. I kind of want to get this game. And this was around May, I think. It's probably in May. So, uh, and I remember uh, I was at, you know, flash, flash forward a bit. And I was with my parents at uh, Star Wars Weekends, Universal Hollywood Studios. And uh, we were, like, coming back to the hotel, I think, or, like, coming back home. And my stepdad was like, let's, uh, let's stop by a GameStop. Because we, uh, Star Wars weekend is usually around the time of my birthday. And, you know, let's just, let's just go to GameStop for your birthday. Okay, cool. In Orlando. So I asked the dude, or he asked me, you know, you, you need help finding anything? I'm like, yeah, I want uh, the Zelda game, Hyrule Warriors, right? And he's like, okay, here you go. And he's like, we started talking. I'm like, he, he, he was t- telling me about Zelda and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds really cool. Like, this is going to be my first game. This is my first Zelda game. Right, so I'm I'm like happy to like just dive into it, right? And and then like him and I like just talking. He even gave me like his friend code for the Wii U and stuff. He was a really cool dude. Um, and I started playing, and uh, and I kind of fell down this rabbit hole of Zelda, but Zelda is the point where it really like branched off, uh, for me to know about different other games because recommendation list on YouTube I was watching He Wants to Battle one day I was watching his Zelda videos I see on the recommendation thing Gerard the Completionist did a video on Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time or whatever so I'm like ooh I want to know more about Zelda so uh, I click on I click on it it's like a review video and stuff like that so it's this whole it's this whole like rabbit hole thing that just keeps on going and going like i keep learning and and seeing and playing and and just i'm experiencing a lot in a relatively short time frame right okay now about this song this song is like probably the first song you hear when you plug in hyrule warriors right in the first cutscene, i think 
And I'm like, I was entranced by it, right? Because it, the scene was Zelda's on a field in front of her castle, in front of Hyrule's castle, and on Hyrule Field, I think. She's playing a harp, playing her song, her lullaby. And then, you know, dark forces start coming in, this, that, and the other thing. And, and just listening to that track, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Legend of Zelda series is known for its composition. It's known for its great works of music and stuff like that. So the more Zelda games I started playing, the more I started hearing, the more I started understanding why this game is as great as it is. For me, right now, Zelda's like my number one thing, right? I'm a number one Zelda fan through and through. I love this series so much that when thinking about the future, when thinking about having a family or something like that, like that if I have a daughter, the name Zelda is going to be in her name, right? I don't care if it's the first name or a middle name or a second middle name. My wife and I <laughs> has got to come to like uh, an understanding here about this. You could change your last name to Zelda. Yeah, but like <laughs> my name already sounds cool. It sounds like a superhero name, yeah, you yeah. know? You know, Jared, I have, I, I, I'm kind of curious. When you hear that song and you are getting in that mental headspace, what emotions does it usually bring out in you and what does that make you feel? Peace, serenity, wonder, enchantment, happiness. So, yeah, and – and I kind of want to do this thing with my family, you know, my future lineage. If we have a female, if we have a girl born into the family, Zelda's got to be in the name. Just like how it is in the games, like every uh, girl born into the Hyrule, Warrior, Hyrule Royal family has got to be named Zelda. I want that too. And that, you know, that also kind of helps with uh, Robin Williams and his daughter Zelda. Right, yeah. yeah. You know. And, also, I'm oh, sorry. Go, no, go, go, go. Um, one, one highlight moment when I, about hearing this song, I was at a Zelda symphony orchestra, 2016, 2017, around there. Not only did they play greatest hit, like Zelda music, right? Uh, I think they saved Zelda's lullaby like towards the end or something. And... I was looking around me, and I see everybody looking at the screen, looking at the, at the orchestra, listening, listening, not hearing, listening. And I can tell we were all feeling the same way. We were, I would say we were all entranced by the beauty of this song, by the masterpiece Koji Kondo has composed, and it brought me to tears, you know? Yeah, so... I think there's something about, you know, in this show, we talk about individual stories and mm-hmm. their connection to music. But with video games, especially the era that you're talking about, and, and then forward, mm-hmm. um, music happens at a specific moment in a story that you're controlling. So all the people in that room have a song story. It's just the same story. Yeah. Like they all share this experience. And it's not like a movie that has a score which is amazing too because you're you're you can't control what's happening in a movie but like mm-hmm. when you play a game and this song begins to happen at a certain moment and then you look over and all these other people they had that happen too 
um, I think there's something about the shared experience there, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. And how this ties into me playing the ocarina? Well, after me personally playing Ocarina of Time, I'm like, you know what? How hard can it be, right? Uh, how hard can it be to play an ocarina? How so hard, how hard is it? It's not. It's not hard at <laughs> okay. all. It's super Why easy. Why didn't you bring it? It's it's with <laughs> it's like in my saxophone case. Like oh, they're together. Okay, okay. You know, I would have. Um, but yeah, I I remember like yeah playing through Ocarina of Time one summer, and then uh, I was looking up. I had this idea of like I'm, let's see how much a sax or an ocarina costs. Yeah, like a good one. So I searched up. I tried to look for a music store nearby. This is in Seabring, so I found one. We went there, and I got this plastic 12-hole alto ocarina. No? Soprano? One's a two. Right. I got one first and then the other later. Um, and I got it. And he says, like, yeah, it's plastic. It, it's, it was like 12 bucks, but it's actually, like, pretty good quality you know it's it's good enough right i'm like okay yeah i'll take it i started teaching myself how to play in secret my parents didn't know about it at the time i, I for some reason i thought that like they'll give me a whole feel of oh picking up another instrument is more responsibility and you're already playing the sax and this and that you know so i'm like what well, you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna start learning and then get good and then I'll tell them so they can see that I already know what I'm doing with this thing, right? So other than learning scales on the ocarina, can you guess what I started trying to, like, learn? This song? This song and many other songs that are played on the Ocarina of Time, right. in the game, Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. What did that feel like as you started getting some, like, you know, accomplishment? And, oh, you know, it felt good. Yeah. Like, it... it, it it made these songs more important to me. It gave more value to the songs that I was learning because I'm playing it. Like, I can do it at any point when I, when I pick it up, right? And Zelda's Lullaby was one of the first songs I learned to play. It's one of the quickest ones I've learned how to play. And, and, at, and at that point, the best song I know how to play. Hey, Jared. Yeah. Yeah, this is on an ocarina. I think because I had that it's happen. Melodic. I learned, I I learned to play a few of the Final Fantasy seven VII and eight songs. Oh, really? Very slowly, but like on piano, uh-huh. which is what they're composed on. And the first time you hit like one of the chords, like the, literally the first measure, it's like, oh, it's real. Like yeah. it's real music. And yeah. I think that that's kind of that too. Like you hear it on an instrument, and it suddenly feels. Like it's more than a game. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The music is it becomes part of your space. Yeah, and that's that's definitely how I think Zelda is like meant to be in a way. Like you, the the player character Link is called Link for a reason. He is the link between the player and the game. That's straight from Shigeru Miyamoto's the creators himself. That's what he says. That's yeah, his purpose. Twenty seven games and Link doesn't ever talk. Only grunts and yeahs and. This and that, right? But, like, it, it really helps you, like, Im- get immersed in it. And, and you know, uh, so far these stories are, are in a way interconnected because all of this is happening within the same time frame of, like, five years, 
five, uh, maybe eight, right? So it's, yeah. Keep your chops up. You can play it as a lullaby to your kid. Exactly. Right? That's exactly my point. Right. You know? And just like, like Richard on, on your episode, you were talking about Epona song and, yeah. and with your kid and that's like her lullaby. That's that's kind of like the same type of vibe I want with, with What was that kid. like when you went through and listened to the pilot and you I, heard that story? You must have just been like, boom. When, when, <laughs> when I first went through it, um, I didn't like start at the beginning at first. Like I was, I was trying to pull names, right? And I, you didn't, you guys didn't tell me that you didn't do it in like the first couple of episodes. So I was going through number one, right? Uh, so I was like, I was like, I don't know, seventy five percent into the episode. Like I just clicked it there, and then I heard Richard mention Zelda, and I'm like, huh? You guys were talking about Zelda? Let me go back. So I started from the beginning, and then I heard his story with Epona Sog, and I'm like, bro, that's amazing. I love that so much. You know, it's. Sang it last night. Oh, see, yeah, there yeah. it is. What's it been like being a Three Song Stories intern? Oh, boy, it's the – Fridays are already something I look forward to. Not just because, you know, starting the weekend or whatever. I've, you know, I record my own show on Fridays. But this has made it – has made Fridays even more enjoyable for me. Awesome. You know, like I wouldn't be enjoying this internship as much if this podcast uh-huh. didn't exist. Like if it was if it was just if it was just journalism, yeah, you'd hate it. Gulf Coast life or whatever. <laughs> if it was just that, <laughs> I'll be I'll be losing my mind. Like I'll still do it because I have to, but I wouldn't be like excited to come here. Mm. You know, like e- even Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm like, all right, I'm coming here. You know, like I get up in the morning and be like, all right, I'm ready, let's go. How did you get to come up with the name Razzle Dazzle? Oh, <laughs> that's a fun story. I think. Okay. Oh, man. Now, these are memories. And this is not even that long ago, like two, three years ago. Okay. When I first started uh, college, 2018, um, uh, fall semester, I started, uh, you know, being my usual self and making friends with people, right? I made friends with a certain group of five, including myself, right? And we all got really, like, friends with friends thing, then we're all friends, you know? Like, it's great. It's a great thing. It's a great thing how we came together. And um, this is around the time Voltron Legendary Defender was on Netflix or has been coming out on Netflix. Um so of course I'm watching it. My 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 parents watched it uh, as as they were growing up. So they're like, "Hey, let's watch this." Because, they watched you know, the original Voltron. I have as they were growing. No, no, no. I was saying they didn't watch. Oh wait, which are you talking about? The new one? I'm talking about both. Like, okay. Yes, they have grown up with the original Voltron, 1984, yeah. 86. Yeah, I used to run home from school with Jeff Willis to watch it on TV. It's amazing. Like, I've seen <laughs> it myself. I've, I own original I, – I own the classic DVD sets or, or CD sets or whatever. I, it's awesome. DVD. It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember Silver DVD discs. players. Yeah, Silver Disc. Um, so they, they grew up watching the original, and they wanted me to watch the new one. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm into it. I, I love it. It's my favorite show of all time. Um, and then uh, season four came in. Like, up to season four, my group of friends and I, my friend group, I guess you want to call it, um, you know, we're, st- we're getting really close. Like, up to best friend level and stuff like that, right? 
And I remember season four, episode four of Voltron Legendary Defender. Uh, the Voltron team was like doing um, like parades and stuff to like spread awareness of their coalition against the Galra, against Zarkon, right? And um, there's just this one point in the episode where like, all right, I guess we got to put on more shows. Lance, the character I connect with the most, the paladin of the Blue Lion, he goes, all right, it's razzle-dazzle time. <laughs> so, And he just made the arm motions that will be in the picture associated with this podcast. Yes. <laughs> and Lance did it too in the show. So you know, that, that's one thing that, that really stuck with me. And I, I got my friends to watch Voltron as well, right? You know, because they, they care enough for me to watch it with yeah. me. So, you know, yeah. And they started liking it too. And then, like, we, we did this whole thing that uh, we, like, saw ourselves in each character, right? Like, I'm, I'm like Lance. This person's like Hong. This person's like Piz. So, so on and so forth, right? And um, and I, I was, like, one morning I was, uh, I, want, I was, like, texting in our group chat, you know, good morning. But I was, like, I wonder if there's any gifts of Ultron, and I found one, and it's uh, it's one of Lance waking up in the morning saying uh, saying something I forget, and I eventually just started sending that like every day as a bit. Well, I first sent it like for two days straight, and then uh, one of my friends, she was like, "So are you just gonna start sending it every day now?" I guess, and I'm like, "Now I am." So I started <laughs> doing that for like years, and uh, at some point, not too long after, uh, another one who associates with Hunk, uh, she renamed the group chat Razzle Dazzle because uh, she saw that episode and she sees me and uh, Lance and stuff. So it stuck, right? Okay. That's that's the context of the story. So when, when I got here, uh, I was, when I first transferred to FGCU, I was alone, uh, I guess. Of course, I had my, my grandparents. Like, I was living with them, but I was, like, I'm, I'm here alone, basically. Like, no friends, no nothing. No, like, I know nobody here, right? So, uh, I'm trying to, like, paraphrase um, the story. I was in Professor Walter's class one day, uh, and he mentioned Eagle Media and Eagle Radio and that, you know, you can start a podcast if you want and stuff like that. So, I'm like... Cool. I'm interested. So I go to the Eagle Media room and I'm like, I want to start a podcast. Uh, Excuse the hell out of me. Sorry. I think it's our first full-throated burp on the show. I think so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I walk in and 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 I'm like, I want to start a podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, The station manager at the time uh, was like, okay, just uh, give me like a a quick – synopsis i guess of what you what you want the show to be given a name this and that and the other thing like just basic information to start it so i was thinking of a name and i'm like i look at my phone i get a a message in our group chat and i'm like razzle dazzle i'm gonna put razzle dazzle as a placeholder right just just for now it might change later but you know just just for like a little homage to them i'm gonna put it there now so through the processes of getting my show started, it kind of stuck. So, and 
And it, it became what it is now. It, it's razzle-dazzle, and at, every time we open up uh, the show in our intro, I go, it's razzle-dazzle time as a reference to the show. And, of course, and, and, and I guess uh, in a way, the show itself is, is paying homage to my best friends. And, and also, like, the reason why I started the show was because I, uh, I wanted to have conversations. I love talking, if you couldn't tell. Like, I love having conversations <laughs> with people, especially about things that I'm interested in. And I love, like, meeting new people, making friends and stuff like that, you know, really connecting and stuff. So I'm like, you know, if I start a podcast, this would be my opportunity, my chance to have conversations with people like-minded and other nerds and geeks about things that I'm also interested in. And I get to learn things that they're interested in and, like, expand my own horizons. Like, this is a win-win for me no matter what. So I started this podcast in, in, in some ways uh, for wanting to connect with other people and also to show that, of course, I, I still care for my other best friends and stuff. You, you know what I mean? It's like that Absolutely. type of stuff. If only we could hear what the beginning of your podcast sounded like. Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. As our co-host, Giselle. Hello. As our sound guy, Joe. Hello. Oh, you also said hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that our, is that our latest That's episode? the latest episode. Invincible? Yeah. I couldn't decide if I wanted to pull your first episode mm. or your latest episode, Mm-mm. and I figured you would respond exactly like that. Yeah, so. don't. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Our, our intro. I wasn't gonna pluck one from the middle. It was oh. gonna be first or latest. Our, our like when starting off, we 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 didn't have like an intro song or outro song. Right. So we had uh, somebody from Eagle Media like make one for us. We're gonna take it. It was just starting. We're gonna take what we can get, right? But then eventually we uh, we got permission from this group called Cat System Corp. Love them. Um, and it's kind of like lo-fi-ish type of music. And I got permission from them to use their music for our show. And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Awesome. And I'm like, yes. Huh. Um, time for song number three. Oh, man. <sighs> See, I've been debating this entire week if I want to listen to this song first or not. As, you know, if I want to tell the story first or not. Let's, uh, let's listen to it. Let me, All right. let me be I there. think you're the second all listen to first guest. Hey. Maybe third. This is uh, The Way You Do The Things You Do. It's a 1964 hit mm-hmm. single by The Temptations. Was those dance moves you were doing, like, their moves? Yeah. I figured you didn't yeah. make that up. No. <laughs> I know their Temptations walk. That's a story on its own. <sighs> okay, where to begin? How much time we got? Yeah. The amount you need. Yeah, right? Okay. The Temptations, my favorite band group of all time. My favorite song, however, is Treat Her Like a Lady. Their best, most popular song is My Girl. So why did I choose The Way You Do The Things You Do? If you don't know, The Way You Do The Things You Do is their first hit single. For years, The Temptations were known as the Hitless Temptations. Until this song. That's what put them on the map, map, right? Okay. 
How do I know this? Well, <laughs> high school. I was in the JROTC program, right? And my army instructor, Sergeant Mike, great man. He has helped me a lot become, him and my stepdad has helped me become the, the man I am today, right? But Sergeant Mike really brought me out of my shell. Like before high school or even like starting high school, I was very like introverted. I was like, I was in my shells, quiet, I was shy. Now I'm clearly not. So I think he did something right. Every year in the program, every year around the holidays, he will put on the Temptations uh, uh, docu-series. We call it a Temptations movie, but it's like, you know, it's two episodes type of thing. And he will make us watch it, right? Every year, every year. And when I first started, when, when, we, when I first saw it, I didn't know who the Temptations were, right? I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know anything about Motown. <sighs> started watching it. I got hooked, right? I was like, the story is great. I'm digging the music, right? But the thing, the funny thing is, we never finished it. Like every year we would start it, but never finish it. I even like, as the years went on, as I went up from one grade to another, I got more classes in JROTC. He would show this to every single class. So I got to see it multiple times, right? Even in the same day, and I never complained. But the thing that always bugged me is that we never finished it, right? Uh, I remember in one field trip, one of our yearly field trips, somebody brought it and stuff, but it was like super late at night and it's a long thing. And I tried staying up. I was like, this is it. I'm going to finish it now. Still didn't. Like I fell asleep throughout the parts that I don't know and stuff and I just caught the end and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> so, so like, it was annoying, right? But okay, where am I going with this? Sergeant Mike is the man responsible for my main taste in music. If you want to ask me what my favorite genre is, Motown. It's the Motown sound, baby. That's the type of music I'm into. That's what I love. I love it so much. My stepdad took me to, like, on one of our trips to the, uh, Michigan, we went to Detroit, and we went to Hitsville, USA, Motown, right? Went to Motor City, and we were lucky enough to get a tour inside the building, like the actual house, Yeah. right? And... It, it was amazing. Like, there's only so much you can, like, actually like, take a picture of and stuff like that. I don't think you're really supposed to take pictures inside uh, the place. I did anyways. Uh, don't tell anybody. Like, I, I can show you the pictures right now. And I can tell you when it was, too. Scrolling. I don't have to worry about time, so that's a great thing. Oh, there we go. There we go. Found it. You can keep scrolling to the right. We were there. 
we're right there. You know, we got to see, we got to go through the same halls all these amazing artists went through. And we even got to stand inside Studio A. And on top of that, I got to sing and dance my girl. I got to do the Temptation Walk in Studio A singing my girl. What more can I ask for? That's, that's pretty great. It's amazing. <laughs> it, it was such a beautiful experience. And I'm so glad my stepdad took me there. You know, that, this is like a bonding moment for us. Like he knows I love this so much. I still have our tickets or at least my ticket. You know, it's oh, that was a that was an experience. But it's all thanks to Sergeant Mike in showing me the temptations. Right. This movie i'm gonna call it is so special to me because it reminds me of not only sergeant mike not you know, it reminds me of the things i've learned from him my times in JROTC, but also like this this is showing me how impactful music is to not only me but the world right the temptations the motown has helped like stop segregation in its own way right so there's that there's that heavy part about it but like and just the story of the temptations is beautiful and poetic you know who's the last surviving member of the temptations Mm -mm. otis williams you know who's started the temptations otis otis williams but they first started as otis williams and the siberias then the distance then the elgins like the watch, then the temptations. Otis Williams still alive. This year marks his 80th birthday. And it's been 60 years mm. since the temptations have started. Right? How does this relate to me? <sighs> the more I saw this movie, the more I fell in love with their music. I went as far as, you know... Uh, listening to them in my own time and there's a point where since I've only been able since we only seen like a portion of the movie and stopped for some reason we will always get to the way you do the things you do and at that time I haven't listened to a lot of their music I haven't listened to a lot of their catalogs so at, at a, for a certain time if you ask me whenever that was What's my favorite Temptation song? It will be the way you do the things you do. Because not only was it important to them, but I also just love uh, the the I guess the meaning of the song, like what it said in the song. Like you don't hear this type of stuff nowadays. You know, you don't you don't hear about someone praising their significant other about why they love them so much, and it's about all the little things that reminds them of other things. It's it's beautiful. You know? I mean... Yeah. Yeah. There's probably there's probably more, but I think I'm blanking. Have you finished the movie yet? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm not blanking. So, uh, last year, actually, I saw it um, on, on Apple TV or whatever it is, you know? Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy it. So I did. But I am keeping to... 
I am only going to watch it during the holiday season because that's how I've been doing it and that's how it's going to stay. You know, like I plan on for Razzadazz, I plan on having a, or making a Temptations episode and that's going to be released in the holiday season in December. <sighs> how, thanks to my stepdad and how he int- started introducing me to all these other type of artists and the music and stuff along with Sergeant Mike teaching me about this it it just really helped evolve my taste in music now I'm pretty stoic when it comes to music and what I listen to I don't like listening to music's 2000 and up with some exceptions right um so and I'm very proud to to be you know no, I, I'm not going to listen to Kanye. No. I, doesn't mean I haven't. And doesn't mean I'm ignorant enough to be like, hey, have you, have you ever listened to it? No. Then how are you going to say you don't like it? Fair. I have listened to it because, you know, the, the people I'm with are into the type of music there is now. So I, I hear it. I try listening to it and I just can't find the groove. I can't find the vibe. You know, does that make sense? Absolutely. I yeah. completely uh concur with that or uh, relate to that, I guess, Mm -hmm. would be a better way to put it. Um, It's time for a little speed round. Speed round. Let's go. If you could broadcast a song into the head of every human being instantaneously, which would it be? Uh, Mother – it's Parliament. It's a Mothership Connection because I just love the way that song uh, starts up because like uh, uh, don't be be alarmed. Uh, Don't – change your radio or something. We're going to lay you down something groovy or something like that. And I'm pretty sure it's going to mess with a lot of people here and that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> um, if you were a championship wrestler, what song would you come in on? Get Ready, but the live version from The Temptations um, is when they, like, perform it live. Uh, and it's more towards the end of the song when they go, Get ready, 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 because here we Come, you know, that. Um, I think you mentioned when you turn 21 that you don't drink. I don't. But if you were a concoction, a beverage of some kind, mm-hmm. what would you be? Mm, it's got to have honey in it. It's got to have honey, honey. I use honey in almost everything I cook, in some do you, ways. Do you know I have bees? Yes. You, you have, told me I'll about be, that. I'll be bringing you some honey. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of running out, too. Yeah, uh, it will have to include honey. Hmm. Tea, you know, like tea. What I, what I usually have every now and then is like a nice green tea with honey and a little bit of sugar and stuff because I'm so sweet. It might be that. What it'll be called, it won't be called Razzle Dazzle. It won't be called that. It'll be called, I know what's, I know what's called, Sweet Talker. I'm sweet, then I'm a talker. Theme song uh, from mm. a TV show. I've been you, waiting oh, for this you, one. You got, you got, <laughs> I've been you waiting one. for this you one. one. You, you, this, we didn't spring this on you. The original... Pokemon anime theme. Oh, Richard, Come can, on, you, Richard. can you help that? Come out? on, Richard. Yeah, it's I know you know right it now. too. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, pre- I'm gonna as, pretend wait, like as, I'm the uh, as presented the... by Herman Cain. If you remember, <laughs> during the during the election cycle, he did a he did a speech. He was the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, hold on, I'm gonna find. Hold on. Tippity tap 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 type. <laughs> I believe <laughs> the these words ever happened. Came this is from him 
resigning. The Pokemon movie. Pokemon. I hate it. The media pointed that out. I'm not sure who the original author is. So <laughs> don't go write an article about the poem. So prior to this, it says a lot in a in a speech, he am, had said, like, I, I will quote a poet am, unnamed. And then he said, life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. He's just, oh, he's quoting Mewtwo. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, man. Mewtwo's, like, monologue at the end of the movie. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to like figure out what what it was. Uh, oh you man, were like, Richard, why the hell are you playing? Oh yeah, we got there. <laughs> but All then right. I got it. All right, Jared, here we go. I'll sing along. Should I do a David Mayfield horror oh. scream? I wanna be the very best, like no one ever was. <laughs> to catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. Pokemon. Gotta travel across the land. How dare you? Searching far and wide. These Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Gotta jump. It's you and me. There we go. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon. You're my best friend in a world we must defend. Are so true. Our courage will pull us through. You teach me, and I'll teach you. Pokemon! <laughs> Gotta catch them all! Gotta catch them all! Oh, you're not gonna play the whole thing? I right. walked no, in so... at a very awkward moment. <laughs> Tara, I, I was totally off. I Pokemon. thought it was, at, it was too early. Way too early. My 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 geek cred is is hurting. Yeah. He came in exactly when you started. It was yeah, great. It was perfect. Just, it would have worked if it was. Well done, Jared. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Uh, have you ever thought about starting a band? Yes. Why don't you? Get that saxophone out. Pokemon. Get the rust off. Because I have nobody else that will be committed enough than me. Hmm. You could put one of those things up where people rip off things. What do you mean? Like a, a flyer. Like a, like a flyer. <laughs> like a flyer. Oh, 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 I understand. Are you Looking wanting for to be a bass player? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. A, there's a tab for each thing. Bass, guitar, vocal, you know. Yeah. Right. With your contact info. They can hit you up on your beeper. <laughs> See, I know what that is. Yeah. I'm not that young. I'm young, but not that young. So, um. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Pokemon reminded me. Uh, I don't know if you're going to ask this eventually, but like concert experience. Bring it. Um, I already mentioned the Zelda Symphony Orchestra, but I've also been to, um, well, I've been to a Motown like play, a story of Barry Gordy starting Motown and stuff, which is great. But I've been to a Pokemon Symphony Orchestra. Hmm. Beautiful. The major highlight of it. I was with my significant other at the time, and um, it was towards the end of the concert, and. Uh, like the MC was like, for all you Pokemon fans, we're gonna be playing this. It was the orchestra was playing the instrumental of this theme song, while everybody in the audience, including me, was singing the lyrics. Just because we know yeah, it, they didn't put them on a screen. No, yeah. no, just because we are that much of a geek. Of a geek. <laughs> 
that we all knew. But like the the thing that's beautiful about it is hundreds of people, yeah, all singing in unison about Pokemon. We're singing Pokemon. That's what Pokemon's about, though, bringing people together, right? I did cry. I did cry. I'll tell you. Um, what would your 14-year-old self think of Jared sitting here today? Oh, boy. All right. He'll be like, how the f*** did you do all this? How the f*** did you get to where you are now? Like, wasn't it hard? What about all these challenges you had to go through? Like, how'd you, how'd you, like, get through it? You know what I'll tell him? Keep on trucking, baby. Eddie Kendrick's song. Just keep those good vibes going, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Um, okay, so you know the question, uh, three buckets. You got to destroy a song. Yep. Easy. You got to perpetuate a song. Yep. And you got to turn one song into music. Got it. Bring it. All right. The song I'll, I'll uh, delete from existence would be um, the Foo Law song, uh, Too Close to Leave. Um, sorry, sorry, Foo Law, but like, you know. But would you be a saxophone player? I guess they were playing other songs at the time, so maybe you would. Yeah, still... they were playing other okay, songs, gotcha. so right I would on. still be there. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, the song that I would want to uh, – Archive in history, was it? Yeah, just make sure people will still be listening to it forever. The way you do the things you do. We got to keep I – th- I believe that we got to keep that love going. You know, we got to make sure that we all know how to treat each other, how to love each other, how to appreciate each other. And I think that's what that song really talks about. And the song that will be music to me no matter what, if I put on Spotify, it shuffles, if I put on the radio, Zelda's Lullaby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's time to recommend three people. Easy. All right. First and foremost, this is this is kind of going with my songs. Brandon De Jesus, the saxophone player of Fula. Oh man, I haven't spoken to him in quite a while. Last I've heard of him, he was like uh, on a cruise or doing like gigs and cruises and stuff. You have access to him? Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah, I can I can get access to him easily through my stepdad. Um, and speaking of, my second guest would be my stepdad Ed Williams. Um, like I said earlier, he has. He is musically inclined. He has a lot of stories he can tell. He can uh, he can share. He definitely shared them with me. So, and I would say he knows what he's talking about. And last but not least, Sergeant Mike, Sergeant First Class Chester Mike. There's another one. Who Mike is his last name? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, Sergeant Chester Mike, Sergeant First Class Chester Mike. He. He again. He knows what he's talking about. He is definitely music inclined. I can tell you his favorite Temptation song is "Beauty's Only Skin Deep." His favorite Prince song is uh, "Insatiable." Mm, it's a great song. But yeah, Sergeant Mike. I'm gonna let that speak for itself. Sergeant Mike. He knows what what he's talking about. All right. Well, um, it's been a pleasure having you as an intern. Even though it's not ending. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, why are you making it sound like that? I just wanted to let you know. Have a catalog. And and, uh, you know Lynn Milner? Yes. She came up to me at uh, um, an event we had, and she was like, when I heard Jared was doing an internship over here, I was like, oh. And then I found out it was with you guys, and I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) What was this? (laughs) 
<laughs> it was like what last week or so? Uh, two weeks ago, when oh. Rick Johnson, our GM, who had his last day, they had an oh, event, yeah? and I saw her. I, I, she sidled up to me at that event. So. Oh, I guess she, she's just been tuning into episodes, and she's heard me. Uh, yeah, well, no, she just knows through also through the journalism sh- program. Oh, you know, oh, she's, she's probably in, yeah. spoke of Dalton then. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I thought that was funny. But That's any great. thoughts you want to leave us with at this point? Shoot, I'm young, right? I'm still, I'm still like learning a lot of different things. I'm still experiencing a lot of things. Like I haven't gone through that much, all things considered, right? Um, so one will think that what kind of stories can a 21-year-old that's you know almost ending college can tell? Well, stories in general, maybe not so much. I don't think I'm a good storyteller. But when it comes to music, when it comes to something that not only a certain person is passionate about, but music is a constant in life. No matter, you can say you don't like music, but you have a musical memory. You have a memory that you remember hearing something about, you know? Of course, I can be like every other guest and say what you're doing is great. I guess what we're doing, because I'm I'm included, right, is great. And it is. Like, not to discredit or anything, this is amazing. and, And I think this is... This gave me the opportunity to really reflect on my own life so far, right? Like there's still a bunch – I can still tell you stories about certain songs. like, But to limit it to the three most important songs that defines your life so far, that's not an easy task. But like it's something that, you know, we should probably like stop and smell the roses about. You know, sometimes you got to just stop. And really think and reflect. And I think this show gives that opportunity. Tara got a thumbs up. (laughs) Richard's got a smile and a nod. Two thumbs up. And I've got three thumbs up. All right. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much. That's it. Thanks for time. (laughs) Uh, Like us on Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to do my own little outro. We make three-song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and host. Chris Duff is his executive producer. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, I'm going back to January 26th of 2018. It was the day we sat down with Richard to record the pilot episode of this show. We had an idea, a concept. Concept and had thought through how it might work. We felt like we were onto something, but really had no idea yet. By the way, if you haven't heard the pilot, I encourage you to go check it out. It really captured what we were all about now, even way back then, I think. Richard's second song was the orchestral version of Lon Lon Ranch from The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I remember listening to him tell his song story and feeling the emotional content that it contained and thinking to myself, Yeah, this is gonna work. Then when I saw that Jared the Intern's second song, Zelda's Lullaby, was from that same game and made him imagine a future that was pretty much exactly like what Richard's song story said, I thought to myself, yeah, we are definitely still onto something. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. Can you hear it? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, yes. there it is. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's just nice.